tall and dark and sweet and handsome and ba ba da 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 ba da 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 ba dee 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 ba da 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 yes it's me from Ipanema um and you are on the Harland Highway and uh I know I say this a lot but what a show we have for you today okay I think you're going to like it um going to be asking some uh, big questions here today, okay? There's a big question today. I won't tell you what it is, but it has to do with you and me and everyone around you. And uh, surprisingly, it might be a question that hasn't been asked. It's one of those obvious questions that's been maybe overlooked because in my history, I don't know if I've heard the question asked. So I'm asking it today. I won't tell you what it is, like I said, but we'll get to it. Uh, we're also going to be talking about other big, important topics like peeing in the pool. Yeah, it's summer and people pee in the pool. Um, are you one of them? We're also going to be talking about how some men battle with toilet seats. And then in keeping with the summer tradition, we are going to be talking to an ice cream guy. He's a special guest. The ice cream man will be stopping by, which should be a lot of fun uh, in keeping with uh, the heat and the summer and everything fun, the ice cream guy. So take a big lick. You're right here on the Harlan Highway. afternoon, wherever you may be, whatever time you might be listening to this. Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, and good night. Thank you. That's it for today. No, I'm just kidding. Hello. Um, I'm going to start the show with a provocative question. Some of you might think it's a stupid question. Some people might find it sensitive. Some people might find it irrelevant. Some people might find it thought-provoking and stimulating, but I'll let you decide. Here, here's my question, okay? To what end are we procreating? And I'm just talking about the human race here. To what end are we breeding? What is, what is the end game to humans of all races, nationalities, uh, everything, religions, what is the end game for all the human beings? What What is the real purpose of us humans pumping out more and more and more of us? And just so you don't uh, 
forget we are at the billions. We're at billions and billions. I think we're at six and a half billion people. <laughs> oh, God. So I'm asking each and every one of you this question. Now, the uh, the emotional answer is, well, we have children so we can watch them grow and we can watch them develop and become doctors and lawyers and just to watch them develop and go through the trials of life. Okay, great. That's that's the immediate game. That's 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 like uh, you know what you want to see in your lifetime. That's uh, accomplishments for the child in their lifetime. But what what's the big end game? Because there seems to be no curtailing the amount of humans that keep uh, arriving here on planet Earth. So so is the end game that we just keep having them and having them and we kind of start to inhabit the whole planet? Now, if you take away all the kind of human reasons, okay, if if you subtract all the reasons why people love to have kids, oh, look at the baby, and I can't wait to see what my son and daughter turn out to be when they grow up, and my boy's going to be president. I just know it. Um... You know, but you you take away all the things that humans build and design and inhabit and create, which are all just things for us, really, right? It's not like wolves or zebras enjoy a nice condo in New York. There's no buffaloes water skiing behind your uh, $300,000 jet boat. You know, there's there's no beavers and, uh, you know, iguanas flying first class from here to Japan. So I asked the question, what, what is the end game? What, what are we really doing? I don't know if anyone's asked the question. I'm sure they have, right? Somebody's had to have asked the question. It's like surplus. It's like, uh, it's like having a warehouse and filling it up with all your, uh, your inventory. But then suddenly the warehouse is full and you're like, hmm, we have way too much inventory and what the heck are we planning to do with all this stuff anyhow? Because think about it, when humans, uh, you know, when we look at, let's say, a mouse cage, you know, a lot of us had mice or rats when we were kids and they just started having babies and more babies and more babies and mice have babies at about, you know, a dozen at a shot, you know, 15 little baby mice at a time and all of a sudden the mouse tanks getting fuller and fuller and fuller and you're like what the hell are they having so much babies for what the hell are we gonna do with all these babies and not to not to lower the human race down to uh you know the level of bacteria but if you ever uh if you ever stand on the shores of a a swamp or a pond which which uh, in itself is its own ecosystem and you look at the algae floating on the water, and it just keeps reproducing and reproducing. And you realize, wait a minute, before long, the whole surface of this pond is going to be covered with algae. Stop reproducing. Right? So I don't know the answer. And maybe people get upset by this question, but they shouldn't. It's just a question. I mean, everything has an end game. 
But let's take the craziest scenario that, that there's, okay, now we have six and a half billion people on the planet. Let's say in order to cover the planet, every last single inch of land, okay, let's say there was a human standing on every piece of land. So let's say each human had a, a square foot or a, a two square feet, and that was their spot. Then what? What, 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 what do we do then? Or what if what if we've covered the land with concrete and and uh, buildings and everybody has their own apartment, their own little two bedroom apartment? Then what? I don't know. Maybe it's a it's a stupid question, or maybe uh, you know. I guess the, the the question came from I was actually standing on the shores of a pond and I was looking at all the algae floating around and saw that it was starting to overtake the surface of the the pond. And, you know, I saw the species in the water. I saw frogs. I saw turtles. I saw birds. And I was like, okay, lots of room, lots of space. And, you know, I guess those animals just uh, procreate to keep the bloodline alive, right? To, uh, To keep the species going, which obviously we do too, but... But we've learned to control the amount of us. Okay, what well, what would you do if I told you there were six and a half billion lions on planet Earth? Okay, <laughs> there's six and a half billion walrus. Would you start to think maybe there's something uh, tilted, something wrong? Yeah, and in 15 years, there's going to be 24.5 billion giraffes on planet Earth. Well, guess what? That's what we're going to be. And then we're just going to keep growing and growing and growing. So it's an odd question. What is the end game? Despite all the uh, cell phones and the TVs and the restaurants, all that stuff's just junk we created. What's the end game here? I don't know. If you have any answers, you know what to do. Write me at harlowilliams.com or call me on the uh, hotline. At harlowilliams.com. Interesting question, I thought. You might not, but, uh, you know, there's a, if, if you don't like the question, there's 6.5555559 other hu- billion human beings who might have liked it. So there, you stand alone. <laughs> I know that wasn't an accurate uh number there but you know I, I did the best i could get the hell off my two feet of land okay back off right here on the harland highway oh my god there goes a giraffe oh my god Banzai! hey you are rolling down the harland highway with me your host harland williams and summer is here let's face it the warm weather's here and you have to look yourself in the mirror and ask the big question Do you pee in the pool? Come on, put your hands up. It ain't your pool. You don't care, huh? I'm all wet. I don't want to get up and walk into the house and go tinkle. No one's going to know. There's chlorine in the water, right? Nobody cares if I drop a little yellow stuff in here. You've heard the old saying... We don't swim in your toilet, so don't pee in our pool. You don't care, do you? 
You're just letting it flow. You had seven, nine, twelve beers by the barbecue. You're just going into the pool to make some Budweiser soup, right? Hey, man, look at Jim, man. He must be totally fried. Look at the big smile on his face. He's staring at nothing, and he's got, like, that crack-ass grin on his face. Yeah, man, I wonder what he's thinking about. Cut to Jacques Cousteau underwater in the pool. We are underwater, swimming through the chlorine-filled waters of the swimming pool in suburbia. And we come upon a warm yellow patch of water where nothing can live, nothing can breathe, and nothing can function. It's as if we are swimming through a big tall glass of apple juice here in the amazing underwater world of peeing in the pool. Hey, you have a good summer too, huh? No more peeing in the pool, people. I'm not inviting you to my barbecue. And speaking of toilet-related things and peeing and whatnot, not to drag out the uh, topic here, but um, guys and women, you you might not uh, relate to this, but guys that are listening, uh, how many times have you run into a toilet seat, okay, that will not stay up, okay? You check into a hotel or you go to a friend's house or... You're at Granny's house or something, right? You got to take a pee and you go running upstairs and like, oh, God, the toilet seat's down, right? Or you're at the Motel 6. So you uh, you crank the toilet seat up. And first of all, you, you don't really want to touch it, you know, because it's almost like uh, if you could look at it under a, a microscope, there'd be all this green and purple bacteria. <laughs> you're like, oh, so m- most of the time, most guys will probably just... You know, get the old shoe up there and flip it up. Um, but what I'm getting at here is every now and then you bump into a rogue toilet seat that won't stay up, right? You flip it up, and you're like, okay, you unzip. You start to go tinkle, and all of a sudden, like an old haunted house door, right? All of a sudden, the toilet seat slams down. You're like, wait, whoa, 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 and you're like spraying all over it, right? And so you think, oh, it must just be a fluke. So you crank it back up there again. You start into your business again. What the hell? Right? And then sometimes you get a toilet seat that doesn't even give you that little moment. It's like the minute you lift it up, it's like. And so all of a sudden you're you're like trying to do your thing. Suddenly, us guys have to turn into like Cirque du Soleil performers. It's like we're we're like flamingos. We got our our stuff hanging out, you know. We're ready to go, but because the toilet seat won't cooperate, we got like one leg up, and we're 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 lifting the uh, toilet seat with our one of our legs, and we're holding the toilet seat. We're standing on the other leg, balancing like a flamingo. Taking a leak and it never works. It's just, you know, most guys, if they're in an odd position or an uncomfortable position, it, it won't come out. It's just too unnatural. So you're twisted around like a pretzel and you're using all these different appendages to try and keep that seat up and it just never works. And you can't figure it out. Suddenly the, the rational side of you, the physics, the physicist inside of you wants to figure out 
what's going on? Why is the fulcrum off? Why is the lever not working? Right? And then sometimes uh, you can put the blame on, uh, sometimes if you're at Granny's house, Granny will put like a, you know, some kind of like padding or uh, some kind of uh, shag rug coating over the back of the toilet seat or something. So when you lift it up, there's just no way it can stay up, so it falls down. But other times you just get a rogue toilet seat and you, you just you can't do it. So there you are, you become a Chinese acrobat and you're trying to pee and it's just a big mess and uh, it's not easy. So I'm just telling you people, you homeowners, you Motel 6 owners, you grannies out there, just uh, make sure you do a check that your toilet seat's uh, functioning, that it can be lifted up and stay up. Even though I know you women hate it, that's probably what the answer is. You you women probably rig the toilet seat. It's like, well, he never puts the toilet seat down. Watch this. You know, you twist a few nuts and bolts. <laughs> yeah, lucky that thing doesn't work like a mousetrap, man, because that would be painful. I have a guest here who's a familiar sight in your neighborhood, in your city, in your town, wherever you may be. We all love it when the ice cream man comes rolling down the street in his truck or on his little bicycle. Today I have a a wonderful summertime guest, Dimitri Olio. Dimitri, what a treat. Great to have you here today. Yes, very good to be here. I like to be here very much. Yeah, well, we love... Your ice cream. Yes, it's ice cream season. Every summer I come riding down your street. I sell ice cream. I got mint chocolate chip. I got the swirly. I got the chocolate fun fun stick. I got a nutty body. I got a fudgicle. I got an ice cream sandwich. I okay, got- Dimitri. We, we, you don't have to go through your whole thing. I got a nutty buddy. I got dreamsicle. I got fudgesicle. Okay, and could you turn off the, um, the, uh, the I, I know that's familiar music, the ice cream truck music. Could you just shut that off there for a second so I, I can talk? It's kind of loud. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. I've got the ice cream sandwich. I've got the Neapolitan kind. I got the mint chocolate chip i got swirly everybody loves a swirly i got naughty body i got naughty body okay dimitri look we we get it we know what you sell uh tell us uh what it's like what is it like for you to see the delightful cheery faces on the kids as they hear you coming no don't don't turn that music on again dimitri yeah can you turn that off the Dimitri, turn that... It sounds like your system's warped or something. Dimitri, turn down the ice cream truck music. Dimitri, Dimitri! Thank you. My goodness, that's very loud and... I got a chocolate fun fun stick, nutty buddy. I got a nutty buddy buddy. Dreamsicle, fudgesicle, ice cream sandwich, mint chocolate chip. Swirly. I got to stop it. Okay, just calm down. Oh, d- d- don't turn on that music again. Turn that off. What's the matter with you? 
We brought you in here to ask about the kids, about summer, about... T- turn it off! All right, out of here. But I got another buddy. I got fun from out. God. That was unreal. I couldn't even... I, that guy can't even talk properly. Dimitri Olio. Gonna be an ice cream mess all over the place. That's the last time I want him. I got a nutty buddy. I got fudge fudge stick. Get out! Close the door. Turn that music off. Get him out. God, why do I always get the the worst guests ever? I can't just get someone normal. <sighs> Some, they're always irritating me. I just can't get someone to come in and sit down and talk and act normal. There's always some kind of hook where they piss me off. Oh, God, it's just annoying. I got to work harder. I'm going to get my producer, Roger, here to get, get, get some better guests. I do apologize. God, I thought that would be a nice, simple, fun summertime treat to have that guy in here. Olio, whatever the hell his name was. Olio Dimitri or something. It's like an Indian guy with a Greek name. The hell's booking this crap? Oh, anyways. Um, have you ever done like an ice cream, like pig out? Right? Here's what I'm talking about. Okay. It's like you're at home and, uh, you know, you, you bought a jug of ice cream, you know, you bought the, the bucket of ice cream, you bought the chocolate or the vanilla or the mint chocolate chip, whatever your flavor is. And, um, you know, you think, okay, I'll eat a little bit. I'll have a little, like a scoop, maybe a scoop and a half, right? And you, you put it in a bowl and you're like, oh man, that was good. You get down to the end and it's all kind of melted, right? But it's still freezing cold. But you get that couple of little spoonfuls of melted ice cream. And it, it's almost like a really thick like milkshake, like a chocolate milkshake. And you're just like, and it's all creamy and delicious. And you're like, maybe I'll just have a little bit more. I don't want a whole bowl. I just want like a couple of spoonfuls. So what I'll do is instead of, you know, so I don't tempt myself, I won't put some scoops into the bowl. I'll just bring the bucket out here to the couch in front of the TV. And I'll just have one, maybe two little spoonfuls. That way I'm not filling up another bowl, right? So you're sitting there, your fingers are frozen to the bucket because you're holding it, right? It's like you've got frost forming between your fingertips, but you don't care. Because, you know, this is going to go fast. You're just having one, maybe two at the most spoonfuls, right? And cut to about, like, nine minutes later, and you're scraping the bottom of the ice cream bucket, doing the same thing you were doing in the bowl. Oh, my God, look at that melted stuff. (laughs) And next thing you realize, you've eaten the whole bucket of ice cream. How many of you have done that, please and thank you? Don't lie. (laughs) <laughs> and those little buckets count, too. You know, you get those mini ones. I don't mean the mini, mini, mini ones. I mean the ones that are about the size of a good-sized coffee mug, right? And you think, well, it's, you know, it's only the size of a coffee mug. It's not that bad. But you know when you've finished eating, you just feel like ass, man. 
even though it's just a little thing of ice cream, you, you feel like you've literally, like, pulled down a zebra on the Serengeti Plains and ate the thing. From face to butt, you just ate the whole thing. Nothing makes you feel more full than a bucket of ice cream, man. So there you go. Just uh, since we had, uh, you know, Guy Dimitri or Olio Dimitri or whatever, Dimitri Olio or whatever his name was in here with his nutty buddy and his fudge fudge sticks and his swirly whirlies. God. I'm just saying, be be careful with the ice cream. Don't overdo it. Um, and whatever you do, don't uh, run out into the street and get hit by Dimitri Olio. I got a nutty buddy. I got dreamsicle. I got fudgesicle. Hey, tag, you're it. Talking about phone tag. Probably the most annoying game ever invented. You ever have one of those days or weeks or months? Where you just keep missing that other person. They phone you. You're not there. You phone them. They're not there. They finally get through to you. You're like standing on the edge of a cliff mountain climbing. And you're like, oh my God, I've been meaning to talk to you. Can I phone you right back? You caught me at a bad time. I know we've been playing phone tag, but I'll call you as soon as... And then you call them back and then they're out on a yacht somewhere. And just goes on and on and on. Oh, it's brutal. It's a game that never ends. Can't win it. Solution? Just go to the person's house. Call them on your cell phone. Go right to their house, and when they answer the door, dial your phone. Watch them pick up, standing in their doorway. The light over the door, the moths flying around. Hey, uh, Karen, it's me, uh, Harland. Are you there? Uh, yeah, I am here. Okay, you're not doing anything, are you? Because I can see you. You're right in front of me. No, I guess I'm free. I mean, I was going to go watch uh, Sex in the City, but... No, 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 no. Don't go anywhere. Uh, we've been playing phone tag for how long? I don't know. About seven months. Okay, I got you here. You're right in front of me. You're not going anywhere. You can see me. I can see you. Let's just talk. Okay, but I only got a few minutes. Okay, good. Now, what was it we were going to talk about? I'm not sure. It's been seven months, so I forget. Wait a minute. You don't remember what we were talking about? No, I can't remember. Yeah, me neither. Okay, I'm going to go watch Sex in the City now. Yeah, okay. Uh, nice talking to you. We'll see you later. Okay, bye. Jeez. Thanks, technology. And speaking of technology, my friends, let me use this technology, this podcast technology from outer space to uh, let you know about my next uh, comedy gig, my live stand-up comedy show. I will be uh, appearing in Fort Lauderdale, Florida, August 26th through the 29th. Uh, at the Hollywood uh, Improv. It's uh, right there at the Hard Rock Casino. It's a great club. Lots to do. You come see a show. Then you go gambling. You go to some of the nightclubs. There's many restaurants there. It's a very, very good time. Um, And to put the cherry on the uh, ice cream sundae, uh, you got me there doing stand-up at the Improv. So uh, go to harlanwilliams.com for uh, ticket information. 
or go to theimprov.com. Uh, that's August 26th through the 29th, live Fort Lauderdale, the Hollywood Improv at the Hard Rock Casino. Um, the same casino where Anna Nicole passed away. Now, why I threw that in there, I don't know. Maybe, uh, you know, just to lure you in with a celebrity death. That makes no sense. Now I'm recommending you don't come and see me. No, no, I'm not. I'm not. Um, I hope I see you there. Um, And if not, no worries. We'll catch up sometime soon. Because no matter what, no matter where, there's always another episode of the Harland Highway right around the corner. And until then, my friends, (gasps) chicken chow main baby i got a naughty buddy i got fudge fudge get out close the door turn that music off get him out